Hello there, this is Liana Bolden with Eternally Speaking Now. This message is called Tears Falling Raindrops. It starts with Deuteronomy 32 verses 1 to 4. Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak. And hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, as raindrops on the tender herb and as showers on the grass. For I proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. He is the rock, his work is perfect. For all his ways are justice, a God of truth and without injustice. Righteous and upright is he. Back when I put together this message, as I had prayed about what to write at that time, I'll admit I was hesitant because I had kept sensing the Lord nudging me on this particular topic I'm going to share. Honestly, I wanted to share this story after the healing had come, after the testimony was complete. You know, when all the pieces would make sense and everything was done and happy and pretty. (laughs) I wanted to wait until after and later when I could share the ending of the story, which with God is always good, right? But no, (laughs) instead, the Holy Spirit had clearly confirmed that I was to write about this topic in the here and now, right in the middle of the messy, the unfinished, the unsatisfied, and the unrefined. So here goes that story. I had had some form of an eye issue going on for three months. It started with one eye that kept watering. Then I had itchy eyes. Then both got super dry. I saw a doctor who discovered clogged oil glands. Then I returned days later with some weird, full-blown allergic reaction with one of my eyes almost fully swollen shut. As if that wasn't enough, weeks later, I experienced my first eye migraine, and that was disconcerting. Well, alongside the various doctor visits and eye drops and warm compresses, I studied and prayed through several scriptures about the eye. I just like to let that be a prompting for me to search the scriptures and see if there's anything I can learn through the process. (laughs) None of those specific verses resonated with me, but I prayed through them anyway. I've definitely learned firsthand, as the Bible says, our hearts can easily deceive us. I'm also aware that physical disease often expresses an underlying spiritual issue that God wants to address. Not always the case, but quite often it is. So why not check and see what scripture says? Well, in the midst of all this, I had another follow-up appointment. As she concluded the exam, the ophthalmologist proclaimed, you may want to consider a simple procedure to scrape your eyelids. Um, what? Did she say scrape my eyelids? Okay, that sounded like torture. And whatever it meant, it was not going to happen. Not to my eyelids. (laughs) And I thank the Lord I didn't have to get that done. But the Holy Spirit used the doctor's proposal to awaken me to the word eyelid. Eyelid, not just eye. He prompted me to search the scriptures for verses with the word eyelid in them rather than the word eye. So I did, and I, I was blown away. There are 10 Bible verses with the word eyelid 
in the New King James Version. As I read them, each one jumped off the page, speaking specifically to my soul. It was as if God was growing a new garden within me, preparing fallow ground for newness of life. The verses were so fitting that once put together, they created one beautiful, glorious paragraph as if spoken directly by Jesus himself. Would you like to hear the holy paragraph, this compilation of all the 10 eyelid verses? Here it is. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids test the son of men. He holds my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. Do not lust. Do not be allured by temptation. Let my eyes look straight ahead and my eyelids look right before me. Give no sleep to my eyes nor slumber to my eyelids until I go and humble myself. Leviathan's sneezes flash forth light. His eyes are like the eyelids of the morning. On my eyelids is the shadow of death. Let my face be flushed with weeping. There is a generation that has lofty eyes and whose eyelids are lifted up. Make haste, wail. Let my eyes run with tears and your eyelids gush with water because of our nation being plundered, ashamed, and dealt with because of its unfaithfulness to God. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I could write another 10 paragraphs on how obviously God got my attention by these truths, intimately, intimately connecting me to each one in a relevant and timely manner. But the personal application here is only half the story. It was the half that was still unfolding at the time of my preparing this message that was still being clarified and was yet to take shape in a way that I could succinctly articulate. While my half of this story was still being developed and still being fully revealed, I wonder how much so this may apply to you. At that time, my eyes, my eyelids, were still awaiting complete healing. What are your eyes in need of healing for today? May I propose that this half of the story I'm sharing with you right now could be yours as well? See, God loves to intertwine our lives together by his word. We're all one bride, one body of Christ, and the Holy Spirit often speaks a similar word simultaneously to many of us. I do pray these truths bless you as they have me. But that said, the other half of the story seems crystal clear. These scriptures hold a dual purpose with application that's not just personal to you and to me, but also national. May they be yet one more wake-up call for the church. Our world, all the nations are in a frightening place and God is calling his children to intercede, weep, wail, pray. First Chronicles 7 verses 12 to 15 says, 
Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up the heaven and there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their land, excuse me, and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And then these verses conclude, Now my God's eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. I realize that verse 14, embedded in these verses I just read to you, is an often quoted verse, and it's wonderful. But I'm not repeating it here just because I've heard it a zillion times. In fact, I didn't even think of it in light of this blog until I found it while searching the Bible for verses that connected prayer with rain. These two themes merge together so often in Scripture. Upon greater study, I found the entire chapter of First Chronicles 7 eerily parallel to our world right now. But for now, I want to include, conclude with this. The way that those 10 verses about the eyelids and eyes apply to my personal life and possibly yours collide with how they apply to our nations. Okay, check this out. When I first read those eyelid verses, God exposed something. I was terribly convicted. After I had recovered from COVID-19 six months prior, I had made an unholy vow. This is what I mean. The headaches that I had gotten from COVID were so excruciating that while I went through that for, I mean, t at least 10 days of unbelievably horrible headaches, during that time, I rashly declared, I am never going to cry again. Now, I purposed this in my heart because I can tend to get congested when I cry, and congestion then triggers a headache for me. Well, I had had enough of that, but I knew better than to make such a proclamation. Ecclesiastes 5 says, be very careful what you vow. May your words be few, because it matters to God. What I declared, I'm never crying again, was impulsive. It was self-protective. It was fear-based, immature, <laughs> and it accomplished its purpose. I actually didn't cry for months after declaring that I wouldn't. Now, I have since repented from this unholy vow that I made, and it was due to the word of God, those 10 eyelid verses that shed light on my sin. Isn't God's word glorious? It's beautiful. Psalm 119 verse 130 says, The entrance of your words, Lord, gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. In repentance, I returned to my prayer closet, and this time I decided to weep. And then I chose to do it again and again. I've shed tears during prayer countless times in the past. But through this experience, leading up to today, three years later, during this fresh new season God took me through, crying became intentional and consistent. It doesn't always come easily. Yeah, I don't want to fake it. And 
Frequently, I'm not in the mood to cry while I'm praying. But somehow God squeezes at least one tear out of at least one eye almost every other day that I meet with him. And guess what? I can see that this experience has changed me. Whether I'm interceding for our nation, for others, or for myself, the practice of persistently, willfully weeping in prayer does something within me. It seems to be cultivating more compassion for and a deeper connection with God and others. It's like praying raindrops. It's sacred precipitation that generates not only deeper empathy and meaning, but also, I believe, spiritual growth and fruit. Maybe it's producing an increase of answered prayer as well. (laughs) I guess we'll know about that when this story is finally complete. Isaiah 55, 10 through 11 says, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word, God says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, he says. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, the Lord says, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I send it. So, a little challenge for you. Do you pray with burden for the nations? Are you crying for our culture? for our young people today, for our elderly? Are you moved to tears by your personal need to resist lust and temptation? Both personally and nationally, what scripture says about the might of Leviathan, it's like the the strength of the world system working against his people. It's massive. But God is bigger, God is greater, and God is on his throne. Humanity may be going through a time of testing, but God is faithful. Let our faces be flushed with weeping and let our eyelids look right before us. So I say, make haste. May we not sleep or slumber until we've chosen to find a dwelling place for God where we may consistently, resolutely humble ourselves before him. May we shed tears that fall like raindrops, producing a fresh, flourishing crop of growth in all areas of our lives and our nations.